I was looking at the list of people who were supposed to be remembered on Wednesdays during the Hispanic uh, Heritage Month, and I saw Teresa Avila, and I thought, oh, good. I'd like to do that one because I've been there. I went to Spain and and uh, went to Avila and literally felt like she was there. And then I saw Cesar Chavez, and I thought, oh, I want to do that one. And and I really didn't know which one. And and then I didn't have to choose. I got, <laughs> I got a, an email telling me uh, who I was going to preach about. Know this, the kingdom of God has come near. These were the words of Jesus over 2,000 years ago that are found in today's gospel. So as I begin to prepare for today's sermon on Cesar Chavez and his commitment to faith and to justice, I learned that in 1962, a woman named Dolores Huerta had been a co-founder of the United Farm Workers alongside Cesar Chavez. And it just happened that about a month ago, I was watching the news and I heard a story about an 89-year-old woman who was arrested in California for taking part in a labor dispute. It seems she was involved in a, in a social action protest requesting a dollar per hour raise for caregivers at a senior citizen center. But management of that center told her the only thing they could afford is 10 cents an hour. She literally became an even stronger protester, if you will. And she ended up getting arrested. As I heard it, I, I told my husband, I said, Dolores, I know who that woman is. As it turned out, this 89-year-old woman was the same Dolores Huerta that co-founded the United Farm Workers Union in 1962. I'm convinced that the kingdom of God had come near. Back then, with the work of the migrant workers, and perhaps today, through the work of a woman, an 89-year-old woman named Dolores Huerta. And she is still doing, she's still working, she's still involved for justice for unpaid workers in nursing homes for the elderly in California. What if, what if the kingdom of God has come near again and we're still missing it? My first encounter with United Farm Workers was in San Antonio, Texas in the late 80s. I was assigned to a mission in the Diocese of West Texas, Santa Fe Church, where we opened our doors working with the Texas Migrant Council to provide education for children of farm workers during the season that they would be in our geographic area. Sometimes I believe that those children were literally the kingdom of God that had come near to us. I also acquired a video at that time, and I still have it, The Wrath of Grapes. I showed it to the congregation. We viewed it several times and had many discussions about the plight of farm workers. I was a relatively new priest, and I didn't really know how to get involved, but knew that God was directing us 
to make a difference where we were. We basically began boycotting, marched at grocery stores. Anyone that sold grapes and lettuce, we were there. Although I never met Cesar Chavez personally, he literally became a very, very important mentor for me. Through his tireless leadership, he made the nation aware of the struggles of farm workers for better pay and for safer working conditions. And that is what Dolores Huerta, 89 years old, social activist, continues to strive for, better pay and safer working conditions. In 1990, I went to Los Angeles to coordinate Hispanic ministry for Bishop Borsch. The Church of the Epiphany, which is an inner city church in LA, was the official meeting place slash office space for, for, for the uh, United Workers. It was then that I was given a flag from, the, from them, black eagle, red background. This was my second encounter with farm workers and with Chavez's work, things about which I never heard of in seminary in Tennessee. Even though the United Workers focused on agricultural justice, seeking recognition of the importance and dignity of all farm workers, I believe that, that Cesar's legacy lives on as he studied about the plague of pesticides on our land and on our food, he realized that the evil caused by these pesticides literally threatened to choke out the life of all people, not just the farm workers, and the life system that supports all of us. Chavez concluded that the solution would not be found in the arrogance of the powerful but in solidarity with the weak and the helpless. He called on men and women whose hearts were focused on the suffering of the poor and who yearned for a better world to be the bearers of what I call God's hope and justice. I believe that the consequences of our living on this earth in the midst of injustice still, still today has the power to lead us toward acts of justice that don't require breaking any law, but perhaps require changing the laws that oppress people. And this is what I believe Cesar Chavez was exemplifying when he stated, we must go into the world because there are people in great need. There are hungry people, there are sick people, there are oppressed people. We must go out with the hope and realization that when we minister to the least of these, the least of the lowest, we will encounter Christ. Today, I'm daring to add a few more areas. We must go out as caring people who identify with others in their health problems. And then I was thinking about, just this morning I heard 18 people have died from vaping. I would dare to call that medical justice if we get involved. Cesar Chavez followed the call of God that led him to what I call agricultural justice. But it was more than that. It was literally environmental justice, if we consider the pesticides that were used. And it was economic justice, if we consider the financial gain of the growers 
at the expense of the farm workers. What if today, what if today, God is calling us to what I call immigration justice, which is about reforming laws, and yet it's much more. As Christians, we took a vow at our baptism, and our vow included seeking to serve Christ in all persons, to love our neighbor as ourselves, regardless of their country of origin, to strive for justice and peace among all people. And that vow included respecting the dignity of every human being. I'm convinced that Christ calls us to identify with those he came to save, that they may know that the kingdom of God has come near. There are times when I can say that I really believe that the presence of the many thousands of immigrants, whether they're here legally or illegally, that the thousands of homeless people living on the streets in Arizona alone, 40 to 50,000, and bringing it closer to home. I was reading that as of January of 2018, almost 10,000 in this city are experiencing homelessness. And then I thought, I'm also convinced that one in four children in Phoenix go to Big Hungry every night, and where are we? These are times when I can say that I'm convinced that perhaps the kingdom of God has come near, and we're missing it. It's an inconvenience, and yet it's the kingdom of God that has come near. The kingdom of God comes near us daily through the oppressed, and in as much as we respond to the least of these, we're truly responding to Christ. What, 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 what if, if that, would that God would grant us the faith for justice that guided Cesar Chavez's life? I often wonder what that might look like. Amen.